Hi, Wigs. Hi, Wigs. You sent in stuff. Yeah, and we took it. We took it, and then we talked about it. And, and that's what you're about to hear. So just keep hearing it. Don't stop listening now. Just keep going. It's Wigs and Wise. So back to Ocean's 8. <laughs> Frigid Farrah can be used to help people understand how to be intimate with a partner. No. Um, a little tangent off of that. We watched All the Money in the World while I fell asleep halfway through. Now Sorry. he's the poppy, champagne poppy. No, he's not talking about her <laughs> vagina. We'll Merry Christmas, Jeff. And Annabelle. And now we have to find out about the nun? Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck Go fuck nun. yourself. Yeah, fuck that nun. You guys want to know other stuff we like? Annabelle! She told me I was starving my face. And I think that there are lunatics that are going to bring their sex dolls out to Fridays. Oh, for sure. And be like, she'll have the margarita, but not too many, because then she starts talking back. I'm about to burp. Oh, wait. Is it? Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Uncooked, but not raw. Uncooked, but not raw. Chew on that for a minute, because I don't know how it could be one without the other. Throw me off a balcony. I can't live in this world anymore. And it's not nice, and I don't appreciate it. So, Lindy, no. Clandy? Clandy star? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Gay swans in Austria attacked humans to protect their adopted baby. Stop it. A colorful plastic cup. Do you understand that that story took more twists than Ocean's Eight did? <laughs> you're in your hospital bed, just woke up. It's Thursday. It's you're like, wigs and it's a new Wigs and Wigs day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is Wigs and Wigs. Is your hair did? Did you hear me say I'm excited? I don't think I was recording. What a that. bitch. Well, I don't know your fucking brain, Paul. You don't know my brain, but I you don't know, know your brain. Ow. The ow. looks I serve. Which are just trash. Hi, Wigs. Hi, Wigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul Crow. I'm Lindsay Herbert Silberman, and we are starting this off salty. Mm-hmm. Hot in wigs, in wigs, in actual wigs. Yes, mine's gonna last maybe two more minutes because it's itchy. Yeah, and I'm wearing Messica. I'm wearing Napoleon, which is actually <laughs> Nick Refka's, but it looks it's, like it's a tight. Oh, God bless. Thank you. It's a tight perm. Yeah, it's a tight pixie perm. It's cute, actually. You know what? Maybe is this it is Harpo Marks. Is that who you look like? Uh. I can't picture the marks. Already lost right. half the audience. Yeah. Um, so. oh, <laughs> bye two people. <laughs> <laughs> to the one remaining. Oh. We are Wigs and Weiss. Thanks for listening to this very exciting special episode. Super special, super cool. All curated by you. The listener. You Wigs. You wrote in, you called in, you phoned in. Uh, you actually just wrote in. Nobody did anything else but that. But you did it. And you, you did it. And we you, appreciate it. Well, you know what? What? One did text in. Oh, well, I didn't say text though. I said phone. Phone. In. Okay. Phone. What, I mean, fine. Stopped recording. It might sound <laughs> weird there for a second. It's because I started playing um, a YouTube. I don't know if you've heard of it. I forgot to pull up a video that I'm going to be sourcing. TMI. Not really though. So moving into. <laughs> Moving into the episode, like we said, it's brought to us by you. By you. Why, why, oh, you. Thank you guys so much for, for sending in your corks and your wigs. And we're going to go through them all. And man, y'all y'all brought it. You did. You brought it really hard. We might not even have to do ours because you brought it so hard. Certainly not. No. <laughs> so bye. <laughs> bye. Um, do you want to start? I'm going to start. Okay. And we're going to go in with a bang with a murder. Oh, um, this um, comes from our listener, Lee Mabry White out of Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Part of my voice, I was at a holiday party last night and screamed the entire night over the music. So not to brag. It's a little hoarse. Not to brag. Yeah, I was at a party. 
I don't go to those. No, she doesn't. <laughs> so anyway, Lee wrote in to say that one of her popped corks, and I had not even heard of this. I don't know if you had, but it is the Watts family. Yeah, Watts family murders. Have you heard of this? It sounds familiar. It happened in August of this year. This guy, Chris Watts, he murdered his pregnant wife yes. and two young daughters. I, this, oh my God. Which was disgusting yes. for sure. But the most <laughs> disgusting thing is he now, he was sentenced in November. He's serving life um, without the possibility of parole. And guess who's receiving love letters these days? Yeah, Chris the world Watts. is on fire. There was one woman that was like, hashtag Chris is a cutie, hashtag love Chris Watts, inside of a letter. First so of all, you don't know how... How do we know ha- this? How has this been... Oh, it was on Inside Edition. She oh. sent me a couple... Vi- Lee sent me a couple videos that covered it. And apparently, this is a thing that happens. Like, Scott Peterson. Mm-hmm. Peters? Peterson? Yes. 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 Scott Peterson. Peterson. Yes. 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 He gets letters. The... Um, but I'm, I'm wondering, like, does Inside Edition know this because he's saying it? Or prison guards are probably saying he's yes. getting Yes. They had that. the letters. Ugh. Yeah. Like, they're, they are shown within the story. So I would then dig deeper and ask, how are they getting those? Because doesn't he have to give them permission? to? Is he getting, like, money by, like, showing these letters to a news organization? Oh, that's a good question. Or maybe Ugh. maybe There's it's so not much wrong his property because he's within oh, a maybe. state facility. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm jumping all over your it's, story. It's quite all right. <laughs> it's, it's baffling, um, but... There was a psychologist on this Inside Edition um, story, and she said that she thinks that the reason a lot of violent men get letters from women from the outside world and marriage proposals, that kind of thing, is because it's the whole bad boy mystique, and these women think that they're going to be the ones that that fix them. them. Oh, man. How gross is that? It's really, really gross. And there's a series actually called Love After Lockup. It's a reality what? show on Wii that I have not seen, Wee. but it's like a phenomenon. It's 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 one of those like 90 Day Fiancés, which by the way, we've, you've got to get on 90 Day Fiancé. I need to do that. And also, did you know Temptation Island's coming back? I did know that, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. There's, I feel like reality is kind of swinging back around again it in is. a weird way. But yeah, so Love After Lockup is women who are trying to date men in prison. And it's supposed to be really, really juicy for this. I mean, yeah, I want to know the psychology. Yeah, of I want to know. provokes that? They are killer, usually killers. <laughs> the th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> you are attracted to a man who is literally unattainable because he's probably locked up for life. Right. You're never going to be able to, like, go to Maui with them. Because he's going to be in San Quentin. Um, <laughs> There's no direct flights from San Quentin to Maui. Not that I know <laughs> of. Um, and le- <laughs> what was the Nicolas Cage movie? La, uh, Con Air. Con Air. Maybe you take Con Air to Maui. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, so... I, I don't understand women who want to be in love with men who are behind bars for violent crimes. Um, but, you know, I guess you do you. You're not murdering people. Sure. Yeah. Ugh, just, I don't know. World's it's on so, fire. The world's on fire. And I will also say, as you will see later in some of my wigs, the men who are on Tinder are actually worse because they can actually probably still hurt you and the men in prison can't. True. <laughs> so. They're still out in the wild. <laughs> yes. Wiling out. <laughs> we need a zoo for single men. Oh, that would be nice. And then they just stay in their cages until somebody comes and like... How might. much for the sight? Go in the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right. Does Lee have any other? Was that Lee's? That's her popped cork. She'll be back in the flipped wigs. Great. Well, I will. Um, you guys brought on a lot of wigs. Not many people. You, you guys were thinking positive, which is great. Yeah. 2019. Strong. Let's go in. <laughs> let's make it ours. Let's slap that. Slap that year. But my dear husband um, gave me three corks. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry, five corks. So I'll do two and then we can come back after yours that were very thoughtful. And I'm just going to share them to you yes. in his own words. Yes. So this is my Nick Rufka impression. No, that's oh, not true. Okay. This is just Paul. Um, his first cork is Cardi B versus Nikki. Why couldn't the two biggest female rappers in the game come out supporting each other? Imagine the inspiration it would give aspiring hip-hop girls everywhere if these two pulled a Mariah and Whitney-style appearance at the VMAs, or if they even pulled off a performance together with both of them singing their own hits. Instead, they fell right into the predictable two girls in the same lane, must-hate-each-other story arc. They proved all the, naysay- all the naysayers right by doing exactly what the rumors said they would do. Sad. I agree. I agree with that. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I'm still team Cardi. um, And I guess I am playing into the narrative quite a bit. But I agree. I think that if they would kind of rise above the the kind of catfight narrative that we're so used to and just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's squash this beef. Mm -hmm. And showed that two powerful women MCs can coexist and both be boss bitches. And what is even the origin of the beef? Like, is there any sort of thing that one of them said about the other, like, that started all this? Because I don't even think they know what they're fighting about anymore. I wish Donnie was here to... Well, I, mm, yeah, I can't say for certain. I know the the Met Ball beef happened because Nikki talked some shit about, about the baby. About the baby. Yes. Um. And that was like a resurgence of the beef. And I read a full kind yeah, of breakdown. We are talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're part of the problem. We're part of the problem. So I don't remember exactly. We just want it. we want you two to be the boss bitches that you are. Yes. And yeah, he's right. Collaborate. Knock yeah. it off. Yeah. Um, and then his next cork, it goes out to House of Cards. And I the, do have two more corks, by the way. Okay. okay. Uh, he has three more after this. So I'll stop after this one. Perfect. Great. Um, House of Cards, the final season. Are you watching it? I've never seen an episode okay. of House of Cards. I watched season one and was like, I, this is not for me. Um, it started great, and then I just I couldn't. I mean, the Kevin Spacey of it all even then. Yeah. Um, which I went back and listened to one of our old episodes recently, and we threw so much shade at Kevin Spacey when he hosted the Tonys, screaming, come out of the closet or stop pretending like that you're in the crowd. You're not. Like, you're a part of the problem. Like, we just went in on Kevin Spacey before all the shit went Good down. Good for us. Good for us. I mean, it wasn't that hard to do. He was right. terrible at hosting that show. He was really bad. But still, y'all, we, we have some predictive qualities over here mm-hmm. under our wigs. Um, but back to Nick, who says that the final season of House of Cards, where the series fully transforms into a full-tilt cheeseball horror series with Claire Underwood, in the most severe, I am evil haircut I've ever oh seen on a God. politician, becoming a full-fledged monster who can apparently kill anyone who crosses her while still managing the day-to-day life of the presidency, read the minds and predict every move of her opponents, summon a pregnancy in order to outwit an enemy, spoiler Wait, alert, what? by the way, <laughs> and who can run around D.C. to threaten everyone in her way inside their living rooms without worrying about a security team or press following her. Ridiculous, but making it through because it's such a hot mess, it's compelling, and Robin Wright still manages to deliver an amazing performance as the ship goes down around her. The series has never returned to what it was during season one, but I was holding hope that the writers would rally around Kevin's departure and find an inventive way to portray a female president while also laying out a satire of the current Trump one. No such luck. Oh, wow. 
That is a scathing reveal, but also very well written. Thank you, Nini. So we'll come back to Nick after you. Um, So, well, there's one popcorn that I can't speak. I don't know how many of our listeners are fashion um, people, know anything about fashion. I am not one. I know it's hard to believe. Knock me over. I got a pair of fry boots off of Poshmark, so I am on the pulse of fashion for sure. Um, but Donnie wrote in that one of his pop corks is that Vogue has not been great at curating their covers this year. Oh. Um, and particularly August through December, Claire Foy and Lady Gaga especially should be pissed. And I agree. He sends me the covers because he likes to like to talk about them with me and I know nothing, but I'm like, Claire Foy's hair looks awful. And it did. Um, so that is his one of his pop quirks. Okay, I'm looking it up right now because I just want to see. Claire Foy, Claire Foy falls into the category for me that's like the Felicity Jones, Claire Foy, yes. and like one other woman that I'm like, I if you put all three of them in no. a row and said which one is which, no. No way in hell am I going to be able to tell you which one's which. Absolutely. I have never seen... And everyone says that um, The Crown is like, she's unreal in it, and I will never watch it. So I'll like give her that. Oh, my God. She looks like Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. That is weird. Yeah. It looks undone. It looks like someone just like finished studying it's, for an exam. It's really strange. And I think... Was it this year that Lady Gaga had no eyebrows on her cover? <laughs> it's possible. I think that was the case. Um, Beyonce's cover was great, but she's Beyonce and she's like, this is who's going to take it. Exactly. She selected the photographer. Yes. She selected the interviewer. Yeah. The, the interviewer. Oh, yeah. No. She has eyebrows, but she's also got a really like, ugh. oh, oh, fuck me. Fucking computer. Um, she does. My computer's been crazy, too. <laughs> Do you think the FBI's after us. My phone, my computer is so glitchy. What the hell are you talking about? Mercury's not even retrograde. Something is. Something's happening. Um, well, thank you, Donnie, for that. And uh, back to my hus. Yeah, back to the hus. Christina Aguilera. Oh. Aguilera. And uh, we were all rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. For the record, I still am. I am too, but I don't think that... Well, I'll leave it to him. Specifically, it's the Accelerate single and video that he's going for. Mm. A boring kickoff single to a comeback album and a video featuring close-ups of her bare boobs being taped up <laughs> means she hasn't really grown up that much since her dirty days. And I agree. I think that song is a train wreck. There yeah. are some there are some bops on the new album that I'm in for, but like none of them made my top 20, to spoiler alert. Oh. Like it's it's it was kind of a lackluster. It was so launch. lackluster that during Paula Palooza, when she was in the trivia section, Mike Lacey said, Whatever happened to her? <laughs> he didn't know she was on The Voice even? I don't think so. Ooh. And I said, She just released an album this year. <laughs> but that's how. And he knows a lot of music. Yeah. Maybe not Christina Aguilera, but he seems to know a good amount. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a flop diddly dop. Um, and then one more, and then I'll wait for the last one after you do yours, is Dancing Queen Episode 1. Agreed. Uh, a big bummer because of all the drag queens to come out of RuPaul's Drag Race, I find Alyssa to be one of the most compelling. But this part, dance mom, wannabe, mostly staged for the camera and all over the place pilot never finds its footing and wastes the huge potential in the process. Agreed. A drag queen owning a dance studio in a small Texas town seems like it would be interesting enough, but this is a complete letdown. To be fair, that I never turned into again, so maybe it recovered a bit down the road. 
I would say it. I I watched the full season, but mostly because it was just one of those things that I could put on and not really focus on. Like everything you watch. Everything I watch. But this even especially so. Uh, And the format is very formulaic. There's a problem. They're going to a competition. There's... There's, it's all done for camera. It's none of it seemed real except for one of the spoiler alert when one of the employees quit. That seemed kind of real. Um, so yeah, it, it was so manufactured, and I agree. It w- it could have been something really interesting and great, but instead it was just kind of like, what's going on? And then there would be a big music number. Yeah. Where I would prefer just to see fucking Alyssa Edwards perform. Absolutely. I don't need a, a, her at a honky tonk dancing with cowboys. No. And fundamentally, it should never been an hour. No. That's a half no. hour show yes. if I ever saw one. Yes. Um, back to you. Agreed, Nini. Agreed. Uh, four for four. Four for four. Um, this also comes from Don Corum. Um, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom Hell was a huge disappointment. Yes. Preach. Um, I didn't see it. I said, I said, I didn't see it, but Donnie was disappointed in Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. I feel like you agreed, Paul. Yes. Hard, hard agree. Because they put him in like a house, right? They, they the, put the, dinosaurs in the, yeah, the third in a house. act of the movie, spoiler alert, is takes place in a house. That's the dinosaurs so are inside a house and there's no rules. There's no like stakes. It's like, oh, it's so bad. And there's a really like bummer dinosaur death. That's like so unnecessary. Really? Yes. It, like, hit me in the heart, and I was like, you didn't earn this. This is so messed up. And oh. Yeah. Dinosaurs are like dogs. You don't want to see them die for Well, reason. especially the brontosaurus, which is, like, the cutest, yes. sweetest one. the one with the long neck, yes. right? Yes. It's really... That movie sucked. I don't want to see a brontosaurus die. Yeah. I mean, they're extinct, so we can assume <laughs> that they did, but I don't want to see I don't need see to that. see that. I don't want to see that. Um, so, yes, that was his movie bummer of the year. And I will say it was a good... A pretty good year for movies. It was. Um, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, Nick's last cork goes out to Roseanne. Aww. I had no issue with her bringing a conservative viewpoint to network TV. I actually thought it was an interesting approach to bringing back the show. But what a moron to sink the, into- to sink the series and the jobs of her crew and cast members with one hateful unnecessary tweet. The ultimate dum-dum of 2018 next to our president. What a dum-dum. <laughs> so thank you, husband, for contributing some yes, corks. It was thank a, you, husband. It was a bumpy year in pop culture, but we're going to get to the good stuff. We are. And I'm so happy that it was because we had two from Donnie, one from Lee. And aside from that, yeah. we had Nini's rundown, which was awesome. Um, but now let's focus on some positive. Right. And before we get to those wigs, this is also oh, like... Oh, even better. I have a Troll Patrol dispatch. And um, it comes from my dear friend, John Marfield. Oh, John. Who um, is a, a loyal listener, and thank you to him. Troll Patrol Dispatch. Happy that we're on our way. He uh, turned me on to the reviews for Village Pizzeria on Larchmont. I love Village Pizza. Do you? I do. Okay, so I don't know it. It's clearly an established L.A. restaurant. Yes. And what's funny is that, like, John sent this to me, obviously, because he loves the place. Mm -hmm. And I'm only going to read two reviews because they're both a little bit long. But um, the thing that he was like, you got to see is that the owner claps back. And he does. He like there every single negative review the owner has a statement on <laughs> and the owner's a little bit belligerent. And when we get to the second review, oh, no. I'm not so sure that these reviews aren't unwarranted. Oh, so no. let's just unpack this slowly. Wait. We're going to start with one that's absolutely madness. Um, 
And uh, it's from John B., who was there on May 29th this year. And he says, in all caps, The Village Pizzeria doesn't really care about the repeat business from the neighborhood clientele. I have been ordering from Village Pizzeria one time per week for three years since moving to this neighborhood. Oh, that's dedication. At $25 per week, I am at about a $4,000 investment okay. with this company. Relax. And I'm never ordering from them again. For the first time in three years, I asked to speak with the manager tonight, and when a man presented himself on the phone and acted as if I owed him a favor for his time, and he revealed himself as the owner, it was clear that both he and the young ladies on the phone could not care less about me or my feedback. That said, if you are looking for a great neighborhood joint to invest your weekly pizza in, and this investment no, in pizza, no. you, you got your pizza. You're investing in your waistline yes. is all you're investing in. <laughs> my suggestion would be to look at places that recognize customer loyalty. This place is not it, and there is awesome other pizza in the area. Just really? Just go on to Postmates. I will miss Terry, who delivered my pizza with a smile each week, though. Sad face. I would love to know what his complaint was. Well, we didn't get that. It's just, yeah, you're right. He, like, loves the pizza, and he wanted to speak to the manager, and we don't know why. But John <laughs> got a response from Stephen C. Oh, please. Of Village Pizzeria. John, you're lying. <laughs> You were placed on hold on an extremely busy time. You have no idea who we are. You're an internet terrorist. Shame oh on you. Oh, my God. Your group has less than 1% members. Uh, Domino's is better than you deserve. Than T-H-E-N. I just have to call oh, that Oh, yeah. We really do have the utmost experience for our loyal customers. I, okay, everybody's wrong. 21 years will support us and 1,300-plus positive, satisfied, loyal, repeat, happy customers. It's disappointing if you got any other impression. We regret very much that our attempts to go above and beyond were not enough to satisfy you. We hope you enjoy the alternatives. You are not welcome here. Who do you think you are? Thank you. All the best, Stephen C. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. All the best, Stephen C. So Stephen might be a little unhinged. It seems he might not have hinges. So let's then get to Kenji K, where okay. it gets real. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Kenji says... I was harassed, yelled at, and told to leave by the owner's daughter as I was paying for my slices to go tonight. I was holding my service dog when she started screaming at me after I responded to her inquiry that my dog was in fact a service dog. She began yelling at me, insulting me, and calling me names. She flashed a, she flashed a card in front of me about ADA compliance laws, which I tried to explain I was aware of. She began shouting she knew the rules because she herself had a disability, which I now believe it to be a psychotic one. Oh, my God. Clocked her. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> this is what she yelled at me as everyone stopped what they were doing to watch. Now, this is where I would be inserting the I don't believe it line, but uh -huh. I might believe it. You, I mean, am I gonna, I'm going to say this. She, she, she blurred it out or like did little stars, but I'm going for it. She says she was uh, told... You fucking cunt, get the fuck out of here and never fucking come back, you fucking slut. <laughs> oh my God. All I could say as I stood there humiliated was, is this how you talk to customers? And did you really just call me a slut? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would actually probably go back another and say, did you really just call me a cunt? But, you know, do each their own. The altercation was so loud that as I walked out with all eyes on me, a man on the street, yes, on the street, says, did you just get kicked out of there? <laughs> I replied, no, she tried, but I left by choice. He then insisted I leave a review and explained how a friend of his was also yelled at by the same entitled woman for asking a question. Oh, my God. 
If she also has a disability, then why was she yelling at another disabled person? The other employees went about their tasks as if nothing was happening. I am baffled as to how bullying and threatening a customer is acceptable. Not one employee apologized to me, asked if I was okay. The saddest part about this incident was being bullied for having a disability. So, Stephen responded. <laughs> wow. I can't wait. Buckle up. April, bullying and threatening customers are not tolerated here. I called you. We spoke at length. You received my undeniable apology and regret for this. Stop. So this That's happened. Done. For sure. This definitely, like someone in his restaurant called this woman a fucking a cunt, cunt and a fucking slut. slut. Okay. Furthermore, as we concluded our lengthy conversation, you clearly seemed considerate and accepting of my sincere apology. This is not indicative of how we treat our customers over our 21 years as part of our community, and the multitude of positive reviews speak clearly in this regard. It's always interesting in general that the few negative reviews we receive really does the person ever give the full account. It's always pointing the finger at our team, and then the few pile on with their experience. Dude. No. One of your employees called a customer a fucking cunt, cunt and a, a fucking slut. slut. You're not going to get out of this no. on a, the, you guys need you guys, to lay off. You, you're being mean to us too. Some try to publicly degrade us, but our loyal customers know what we really stand for. Hopefully, April, you will find it in your heart to accept and forgive as it seemed to me you did. As our phone conversation went, I thought you did, and it seemed you would spare us public condemnation. I guess not or that your various reviews had already been sent up the line. I accept full responsibility and remorse for this isolated occurrence and only wish I was there to put the fire out immediately. Perhaps you, too, will publicly post that I did, in fact, reach out, that I did sincerely apologize, and that I did take ownership of this very embarrassing interaction with you, which you clearly and definitely accepted. Yes, it hurts. And yes, our staff member has had a series of bad days. Hope a series of bad days? Hope everyone now feels better. Steven Listen C. very carefully. I quit this bitch. Oh my god. Don't worry. She responded to Steven. <laughs> I didn't know that it could be multiple responses. He she added it to her, her initial oh, review. Edit. She added okay. It. Yes, the owner did call to apologize and make many excuses. However, an apology does not necessarily constitute the removal of a factually posted event. True. Your business is to serve the public, so to expect the, us, the people, putting money in your pocket to learn to have to deal with your staff's lack of decorum and professionalism and take down posts because you refuse to hire adequate staff is insane. You stated your daughter no longer was on the floor and just filling in. However, there are recent complaints about her all over Yelp. When we spoke, you asked me to remove my post and asked me to be sympathetic to your staffing issues. I said I would think about removing the post, so I did think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I talked it over with colleagues, and all were astounded by what I endured. They all immediately announced on their own to boycott your restaurant. They encouraged me not to take down the post, as they reminded me the purpose of Yelp is to post my experience. It was a colleague that notified me of your response to my post as if, it was my, as if my initial humiliation wasn't enough. I was humiliated for needing a service dog and threatened for nothing other than picking up a to-go order. He didn't even offer to reimburse me for two slices for my humiliation. Not that taking my post down can be bought. It's the lack of integrity. I am choosing to stand up for myself and others that require service animals as we continue to be misunderstood and mistreated. First, your daughter humiliates me in your restaurant, and now you are publicly bullying me to take down the factual post. If you don't want people posting bad reviews, then don't give them the opportunity to need to in the first place. Wow. Hire the right people. Improve the culture. So... John, thank you for the Troll Patrol dispatch, wow. but I don't know if it turned up what you probably 
I, I'm not a baby. It's even better. I, and that's the thing. Like, the food is still the food. And if yes. you don't get screamed at by the... I, I actually kind of want to go in. I want to like, be called a cunt <laughs> and a slut. I do. I want her to go in and verbally berate me. Just be like... <laughs> It's her. It's her. It's happening. <laughs> Wait, what was her name? I didn't say her name. Um, yeah, I wanted. She's like a star now. She is. Thanks apparently, apparently, she didn't. This isn't an isolated incident. Definitely not. And a lot of the other negative reviews are like, we get yelled at there, so we should hop on down. We definitely. Let's go get some lunch. Let's trigger them. What? Yeah. How will we trigger them? We should bring our dogs. Is the pizza gonna burn my mouth? Um, is it gonna be spicy? <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. Can I eat this cheese? This is my dog. <laughs> trigger, just bring trigger, Char- trigger. Like open my bag and Charlie just peek out. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, John. Thank you, John. That was great. And um, keep them coming next year, you guys. If you yes. ever want us to dig into your favorite spots. Well, that's just it. I have so few like spots that I'm a regular at. Yeah. That I I need the help. I need and and we'll do it in multi cities. Yes. We just well, did Minneapolis last exactly. week. Exactly. You guys. You guys. Send us out and about. Send us out and about. That's Oot-a-boot. my uh, Minneapolis. How about we flip our wigs and pop that wine? Let's. You guys, we I'm held take off. this oh. fucking thing off. We, we, um, we held off on wine because we're doing two episodes today, spoiler alert, and we don't want to get too, too tipsy. Just tipsy enough. Just that tipsy it's enough. Just a little embarrassing. Bitch. Hold on, I got it. Guys, don't mind waiting, right? No. What else are you doing? Blowing <laughs> loads. Shade. Shade and fall. The shade of it all. The shade of it all. So I realized I have a video that I want to play some excerpts from, okay. but I can't play it on my computer because it the sound doesn't come out when it's plugged into the soundboard. You send it to me, and I can play it. Uh, or I can just play it on my phone and hold it up to then the. Why are we talking here. about this? Because. I, I'm doing it right now, and I don't want to be rude. <laughs> That's all. TMI. It's time to flip your okay. I'm, I'm ready. My body's ready. Here, Blitzen. Thank you, Cupid. Time for you to get Blitz. So we have these um, cheers. Cheers. These uh, festive wine glasses that I believe my Aunt Jamie got. Either my Aunt Jamie or my mom got these for us, uh, Josh and I. And being the nice little Jewish boy that he is, he would drink from them all year round (laughs) until I was like, you have to stop using the Christmas glasses. He won't. He finally did. But then (laughs) the other day, it was like last week, the minute it it turned December, he gets the glass out of the cover and he's like, guess what time it is. I love that he loves them. He loves them a lot. Um, So I'm drinking out of Blitzen. Paul's drinking out of Cupid. And cheers. And cheers. So, um, do you want to start? Well, I have a good amount. <laughs> I have three. I'll start. Okay. Um, actually, I have four, but I'll start. Uh, so, this comes from one of our standiest of stands. It's Annabella Tadona. Hi, Annie. Um, she doesn't she, like Annie, does she? I bet. Annabella. Hi, Annabella. She, she goes by Tiabella, Bella, Annabella. Okay. I don't know. I've never called her Annie. Um, she is our uh, ESL goddess. She, the first commenter to ever leave us a positive comment. It's true. Um, she's also my cousin. So, I mean, she's my cousin, but we're both married ins, but we're cousins. So it's great. Um, she's Argentinian and she um, introduced me to this YouTube video uh, last weekend or the weekend before. And Annabella has the most amazing accent. Um, she is, uh, um, 
it's not, is it translate? It's not translator. I'm using the wrong word. I'm sorry, Annabella. But she has, she speaks English better than I do. And um, <laughs> that's proof positive right now. <laughs> exactly. And uh, she, we were, we were talking about something and, you know, she, when she says a Spanish word, it's gorgeous. And when I say a Spanish word, it's Midwestern. Um, so it's not the best, but there's this really funny video of this young girl named Kenya. She must be no more than um, four or five. Interpreter. She's an interpreter. There we go. Jesus Christ. Ooh, you can breathe. <sighs> Seriously. Um, but uh, we played it at family dinner, and then the rest of the night she had a bit going on. She and I had a bit where, um, well, you'll see. We'll, we'll come back to it. So this is Kenya, and her mother is uh, quizzing her, and you'll see. How do Mexican people say despacito? Despacito. And how do other people say it? Despacito. How do Mexican people say it? Chicharron. And how do other people say it? Chicharron. <laughs> so, how do Mexican people say it? Tortilla. And how do other people say it? Tortillas. Can <laughs> you how do Mexicans say ceviche? Ceviche. And how do others say ceviche? It's so cute. It's a really funny video. The little girl who is the star is a real star, and I love it so much. I was thinking, because we're going to have a lot of wigs here that people might not have seen, and like we could, on our website, one of us, both of us together, we'll go in, and we'll put links to everything we talk about in this episode, and if there's anything in our year-end wrap-up. So if you want to see any of this, go to wigsandwise.com. Yes. And we'll put it all there. The end. Um... Is that my turn now? Uh, yes, because you have more than I do. So why don't you do two? Okay. I will start with what ends up being a little bit of a pop culture itch scratch. Oh. And it was delivered to us from dear Allie, your sister-in-law. Amazing. My dear friend. Um, Allie responded to the, uh, to the request or the call for fun things and just wrote, in all caps, not surprisingly for her, Celine. Celine. <laughs> and at first I read it and I was like, uh, Allie loves Celine Dion more than any person on a- earth, including Celine Dion. Yes. A little backstory. When Allie was pregnant with uh, she and John's daughter, Jewels. Um, first, her her favorite song has always been "It's All Coming Back to Me Now." We know that we've known that for years. <laughs> but then when she was pregnant, she would either see Celine or hear Celine, and she would immediately become overwhelmed with emotion. And start crying. Without, like, I wanted to show her the Celine show from Vegas, A New Day, that she had. And she could, she's like, I can't watch it until I have this baby because I won't be able to make it through. Yes. She's just, she she becomes inconsolable. Or she did. She'll still cry a little bit. It's not nearly as much. But she's very overwhelmed anytime Celine is, you know, in our presence. So. Well, it dawned on me that Celine did have something rather iconic this year, which is the (gasps) video Ashes, song and video Ashes from Deadpool 2. From Deadpool, yes. Where we learned that if Celine wasn't perfect enough as a singer and performer, she's got a fucking sense of humor about herself. She's funny. And man, there are a few divas out there in their later years that could learn a lesson from how Celine presents herself We're talking about Mariah Carey. I was talking about Madonna, actually. Oh, that too. Just know... Like, just mm, just know who you are right now in this moment and have a little fun. Have a little fun. Yes. Um, Mariah actually did watch What Happens Live, and it was a fantastic appearance. Really? The clearest she's been in years and more self-aware than she's ever been. That makes me really happy. You because should watch it. Let's, let's not forget, and we'll get back to Celine, but let's not forget that Mariah Carey is 
just an incredible talent. She writes her songs, yep. and she's written some of the biggest bops of our generation. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate that, you know, she she's had her years where it's been a little bit I think she's righted the ship in some way. It might be that she's... I think she stopped drinking for a little bit. Okay. So she's just... Mm. We'll, we'll find out more from her in 2019, I think. And her most recent album, I've heard good things about. It's not been released yet, though, yeah, right? Oh, it has? Okay. It's called Caution, I think, or something okay. like that. Anyway, back to Celine, Queen of Queens. So if you guys have not seen it, um, she performed the opening song to Deadpool 2. And it's a really it's good a great Celine song. song. It's called Ashes. I think it could be up for Oscars. It should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't get nominated for the Globe, but um, it's, it's just it, it, she's aware that the song is one of her sort of like torch songs and she does it but then in the video itself there's a Deadpool that comes across the stage and does like insane dancing yes and go check it out we'll put it on the website but I'll give you a little backstory on the video which I uncovered while reading about this so the director is the director of the film named David Leach or Lech L-E-I-T-C-H it's probably not Lech <laughs> David Leach um, <laughs> who be. is an actor and he he started as a stuntman which is kind of cool and he's like worked his way up He's been in a ton of movies, and his first film was John Wick. He did Atomic Blonde, and he just did Deadpool 2. And they wanted to do a video, but they also were nervous that it was going to spoil it being in the movie. So he was, like, kind of torn, but they ended up shooting this video. They shot it at Caesars, where she has Mm -hmm. her residency, on stage. And him and Ryan um, decided that, Ryan Reynolds, that, like, it was always going to be Celine. Like, it's just like, of course, this is who's going to do this. Um, And he says in an article that I brought it to Ryan Reynolds and we started to riff on it. And he's like, you know who we should get. We should approach Celine. She's an incredible singer. She's amazing. But she's also someone who works in the sort of subversive Deadpool universe. Um, And uh, they just reached out to Celine and they got her. And I'll get back to her. But the other person I want to touch on here is the dancer in the video that plays Deadpool. I was wondering. So his name is Giannis Marshall. And I'm obsessed with him now. He, um, he, for you guys that haven't seen it, he's wearing high heels Mm -hmm. and dancing like around this interpretive dance to the song around Celine and just owning every single move. Yes. And um, he, they, they found, they came upon Giannis because Blake Lively was a fan of his videos. Amazing. And shared that with Ryan. And um, I then went deeper onto Giannis and he's got like 800,000 something Instagram followers. Oh, he, he always dances in heels. That's his thing. So you've seen him, I bet. I have. Okay. Annabella actually showed him to me. Okay. So yes. he is like our favorite. I, I saw him and I was like, why, why do we not know about him already? Yeah. And many of you already probably do. He's half British, half French. Um, he has made his career dancing in heels. He, he was first sort of seen or exposed on Britain's Got Talent mm-hmm. in 2014 with two other dancers. And he said that when he was kid, as a kid, his mom like let him wear his heels around the, her heels around the house yes. and dance in them. So I was like, good, good on that mom. Um, and uh, they do a Spice Girls medley for Britain's Got Talent, and yes. it's awesome. It's really, really fun. Um, so check him out if you want to see some great dance. He did a video for Vogue, too, um, about his like um, experience with his first L.A. gay pride. Oh, amazing. And he has two new dancers that he dances with, and they did Man, I Feel Like a Woman sort of gorilla style in the middle of pride, and it's everything. Okay. So yes. check out. We'll put all this on the website, um, but check it out. And then back to the video. The tag at the end. Do you remember it? I don't remember it. I'm going to play it for you right now because it's so fucking iconic. And it's one of my favorite sound bites of the year. So this is the end of the video. Spoiler alert. It's too good. 
this is this is Deadpool 2, not Titanic. <laughs> uh, you're at like an 11. We need to get you down to a 5, <laughs> five and a half tops. Just phone it in. Listen, this thing only goes to 11. So beat it, Spider-Man. So beat it, Spider-Man. She's so fucking cute. So beat it, Spider-Man. I love that so much. It's my favorite sound bites of the year. Um, and uh, once again, from the director who said that, like, being on set, he just said, the minute she opens her mouth and starts to sell the song, there were goosebumps. First time we did playback, she sang the song from beginning to end. I didn't yell cut. Amazing. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> we're all kind of breathless. People are crying, Allie. Allie. And I'm like, um, Cut. <laughs> It was a really an out-of-body experience for everybody there. They were like, holy shit, what did I just see? And that's the magic she brings to music. It's no joke. Amazing. So, Icon, Celine, we know this, we feel this, we love you. Thank you for what you gave us this year. Another thing that and she did you, give Allie. us, too, yes, thank you, Allie, is she has a gender-neutral children's clothing line. I heard about that. Did you tell me about this? I might have. Um, people are boycotting it or something? Oh, who gives a fuck about that? She made a commercial for it, though, and it's hilarious. I need it. She's, she's <laughs> great. She's just great. Um, and if you're going to boycott a gender-neutral children's clothing line... Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. There's so many things to be upset about. <laughs> a children's clothing line is not, not one it. of them. Not it, darling. No, it's just not no, it. No. No. Um, Should I do one more? Do one more. Okay. Um, this is also from a dear, dear wig of ours um, named Olivia Rausch, who's a former co-worker and now very, very good friend of my husband's and me now, too. But she's an, a loyal listener and wrote to us, uh, what a fun idea. Love it and love everything about the podcast. So Aww. thank you, Liv. Um, she wanted to call out the film The Kindergarten Teacher on Netflix. Have you seen it? I have not. It's Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, you know what? Donnie's told me to watch it like three times. He's like, seriously, watch it's it. It's really good. Yeah. It's definitely a movie that like you do not know where it's going and it makes you like on the edge of your seat the entire time. You'll be very uncomfortable, which is a good thing. I, I already know how it ends. So. <sighs> For fuck's sake. You're <laughs> such a pain in the ass. No, I'm not. I didn't tell I you, did I? I can't handle the stress of knowing. Oh. That was my impression of you. That's not, that's not accurate, but okay. So Olivia says of it, how, it's ex how exciting it is to see Maggie Gyllenhaal enter act two of her career. So few women graduate from 20-something love interest actors to 35-plus-year-old comp... comp uh, let's stop right there, too. Like, that 35-plus is now, like, your second... But that's... It's true. That's where women it's are. always been the case with Ugh. women, though. 35-plus-year-old com complex, compelling characters, unfortunately. Here's hoping Maggie um, joins the club of Helen Mirren, Meryl Streep, Michelle Williams, etc., you know what happens far too often? Actors like Catherine Zeta-Jones get aged out and are left to Lifetime movies and Facebook Watch series, too. Did you see that poster? Yeah. It's on a Facebook Watch show. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Maybe. Um, so I'm going to delete Facebook, so it doesn't matter. Thank you, uh, Olivia, for that one. And then she also wanted to give a shout out to something that I feel like you would enjoy, which is a Twitter feed called My Burbank News. Oh, my God. And um, she says it's a local news account that is run by some private group of people who listen to the police scanners. I, I, I am so in. However, it's legitimized by the fact that actual news sources like KTLA and local TV networks direct their viewers to my Burbank news for updates during natural, natural disasters, mainly fires. I find the Twitter hilarious because of its snarky, bitchy attitude. <laughs> and like some people will write to them and comment on stories and they clap back like that. Yes. And with all the tea. Um, and one of the, she sent me two in particular that somebody wrote, who cares about your week or Twitter? Not me. And they were back. And who cares if you follow us? Not us. Bye. <laughs> and then someone else said, someone needs a spell checker for Christmas based on one of their other tweets. 
And they responded, we guess that some people can't overlook a simple mistake when trying to get information out quickly. You would think that the fact that there is a gas leak in the area would be more of a concern. Maybe you can find someone else to give you that information. Hashtag spelling police. Love. So check it out if you want a new fun Twitter feed. It's my Burbank News. And thank you again to Olivia yes, for your wigs. Thank you, Olivia. Um, moving on to my next wig. This one also comes from Lee. Um, we've talked about this show on this podcast many times. Um, so thank you for bringing it back. I, maybe not many times, maybe a couple times. But Lee wanted to uh, flip her wig for The Good Place uh. this year. Um, she loves season one. She loves season two. I have not watched season two. Um, but it is, to me, one of the few network shows worth you know, binging and coming back for Ted Danson's amazing. It's so inventive. So inventive. Kristen, the supporting cast, they're all amazing. Um, and she wanted to give a shout out to Mike Schur and the Shurverse because all of his shows she's loved. And I agree. I never watched Parked and Parks and Rec, unfortunately. I know I should go back and watch it, but uh, he's a great show creator and runner. He so, is. He's um, so talented. And The Good Place takes a really, really complex universe and world and sticks to the rules. Yeah. Which I am always a fan of. Like, mm-hmm. knows where it's done things in the past, and, and the viewers and fans are obsessive about it and will hold them accountable mm-hmm. to it. But they must have a board up in that writer's room. Oh, they have that's to. That's probably in, like, three dimensions because you can't even, like, keep track of where everything is. And I'm the, sure when they're breaking stories, they're like, oh, yeah, here's the solve to this problem. And they're like, mm, can't no, do that. can't do that. Yeah, because remember in episode three, exactly. like, they must have a Bible the rules and it's it's such a great show yeah i'm about halfway through season three and it's holding up i i need to get back on that train um i have a bunch more now keep them coming i mean you guys just delivered and the thing that's great about this is like we this will hopefully feed everyone for the holiday season with things to watch and listen to so gina anderson wrote to us and said, also a loyal and lovely wig i love this so fun thank you for including all your loyal wigs we love you guys too Got some pods, and her pods are Dr. Death. Oh, I've heard Dr. Death is good. She says, very popular on iTunes and for good reason. Without giving too much away, it's about a Dallas-based spinal surgeon, in air quotes, or actual quotes, I did air quotes, (laughs) and yes, surgeon should be in quotes. It's such a fucked up story about healthcare corruption in America, I promise you'll be riveted. Ooh. Uncover season one, Escaping Nexium. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lindsay's face just exploded at Glee. <laughs> um, just to refresh your memories, Nexium is that crazy ass sex trafficking cult run by lunatic Keith Renier. And the one B list celeb, Allison Mack, was in Where They Brand the Women. This podcast follows one member and her husband's escape from the cult after being super active leaders in the organization for a very long time. It's bananas, simply bananas. I can't wait. Wine and crime. Or are we sensing a theme here? <laughs> this is a more recent discovery, but I'm obsessed. It's these super liberal friends who are all from Minnesota who get hammered and talk true crime. I can't, yes. They are fucking hilarious, adorable, and take their research extremely seriously. Topics range from Craigslist crimes to sleepwalking crimes to killer kids. Sounds heavy, I know, but they definitely keep it light. The fact that they are usually drunk helps. Forever 35. Okay, love this podcast. It's two women in their late 30s, early 40s who live in Los Angeles but hail from Boston. Obvious major reason I love them. She's we're from Boston. We went to school in Boston. Who simply talk all things self care, but not in a pretentious or unrealistic way. No goop shit here. They have guests, but not of the major celeb type. Think authors, BuzzFeed reporters, life coaches, entrepreneurs. 
They spend a lot of time talking about skincare and beauty. I've gotten amazing recos from them, but also everything in between. Friendships, career changes, wellness, etc. They are a, bre- a fresh breath of fresh air. Oh. On a TV side, and I feel like I'm kind of like, this is where my, uh, my mind is lately, just wanting like like normal like good things to watch I can't take anything as we've talked about so I don't know if this one might be too but anyway uh, on a Netflix show I wanted to throw out there that made me really happy and warm inside was Anne with an E it's really for tweens but seriously I was smiling the whole damn time I watched it it's a reimagined version of Anne of Green Gables which I admittedly don't even remember watching as a kid or reading as a kid but I guess I must have at some point it's a super cozy period piece with light touches of drama and the young actress, actress who stars in it is incredible. Very talented and spunky. It's a fun watch. Okay. So, I, it, it takes some arm twisting to get me into period pieces. I am with you there. But. But thank you for the recommendations, yes, Gina. You. Those are awesome. I can't wait to check out all of those podcasts. And um, I have another bunch here that I'll just go right into from Lauren Groth, a very loyal wig. And thank you, Lauren. She says her favorite movie of the year is Mamma Mia 2. You could feel the joy in the theater. Wish we could bottle that up and sniff it every morning. I bet people would be a lot more pleasant towards one another. I did miss Meryl, though. And her favorite song, which is one that I had not heard until today, so uh-huh. thank you, Lauren, for the recommendation, because it's a bop, is Boys by Lizzo. I have heard that. It's awesome. Yes. And she says, I'm terrible at keeping up to date with music. I'm all about my oldies and Sinatra. My friend Sakari, much cooler than me, played this song at a pool party. And I was like, yes, this is my jam. The beat lifted me up off my ass and I danced, baby. I'm not sure how it looked from the outside, but I felt like I was in a Coke commercial. I was feeling it. (laughs) Um, And then her last wig, which I was very excited about, too, because I was not aware of this boss bitch. Um, She said, I watched and listened to the entire Kavanaugh hearings and I was digging Hawaii's Maisie Hirono. You know either. Okay. No. She was all about cutting him off and taking jabs. It was enjoyable. So Maisie is the senator from Hawaii. The okay. Senator from Hawaii. Listening to all the women, Ford included, during that time was incredibly powerful. So yeah, I guess for the most part, a lot of women in and out of politics have raised the bar on the fact that we aren't going to take any more of the bullshit. Enough bullshit. 2019. In with the truth. Out with the bullshit, please. Sign me up for that. And I have a little soundbite from Maisie. Um, shortly before the uh, the hearings, she came out and said this, which I think will give us all the feels we need right now. Okay. Of course it helps that there are women on that committee, but you know what? I expect the men in this country and the men in this committee, and many of them, believe me, because we all signed on to this letter to uh, demand an FBI investigation, but really, guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of ac- actions? It's the men in this country, and I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Yes, queen. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so Maisie is telling some truths. She also, this video right now, out of the 101,000 views it has, it's got 1,300 thumbs down oh, and 277 you thumbs up. Oh, so what do you know? She, <laughs> the, the, the trolls down here are having a field day that this is sexist and offensive and she should apologize and resign. Okay. And that she's an embarrassment to the Japanese-American community. You know what? She's not. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Amazing, um, we're here for you. Yes. And that's getting a thumbs up from me. <laughs> I will send me the link. I'll thumbs it up to you. Um, so Donnie has a lot of wigs that I can yeah, buzz yeah. through. If you want to do them all. Um, I mean, it's just a love fest right now. It is. Just okay. go with it. So this comes from Donnie Corum. Um, so his favorite movies of the year, Black Panther, he says is visually stunning, great characters, historic in its timing, agreed. Loved Bohemian Rhapsody, Crazy Rich Asians, also visually stunning and important movie for our time. 
Um, so music wise and music is the Donnie and Paul are the people that I get my, um, knowledge from. I'm not nearly on the pulse of things, um, like they are, but they help me be not 85 years old. Um, so he says, I'd say high horse by queen Casey was his album, album of the year. No tears left to cry by Ariana. He's having a real Ariana moment right now. I am too. Um, she really hooked him this year. He says, Honey by Robin, Without Me by Halsey, which is a bop. I, I don't love. know that one. Oh, it's great. Okay. Um, Bicken, or is it Bickenhead or Chickenhead? I think it's Bickenhead. Okay. Or Money by Cardi B and Ape Shit by the Carters. Oh, yes and yes. Up and down, yes, yes, yes. And then, so, we, you know, we put out some questions. Well, actually, Paul wrote them and then I sent them too. <laughs> um <laughs> To what moment raised the bar in pop culture or politics for you? And I loved his answer because um, we stand uh, Cardi B, which I don't think Paul is completely on the Cardi B wagon. No, I am. Yeah. I'm definitely much. Yeah, I love her. She's she. We I stand. don't love the album, to be honest. I love the album. Yeah. I I mean, it was. We don't have to compare the two. But oh my god, no, we don't. Anyway, yeah. Enough said. <laughs> um, Donnie says, Cardi B, period, Cardi B. Her album surpassed what anyone thought, made best list of 2008, made best of 2018 list, Grammy nominations. She got to defeat Nikki with her work alone. Not that she was out to, but Nikki sure did put her in the position to give her something to respond to. Hands down. Music aside, her pop culture moments as well, the video slash gif of her dancing and eating popcorn at whatever NBA All-Stars game <laughs> or something. so many times. It's so good. <laughs> Announcing her pregnancy on SNL, her scuffle with Nikki, her rants on Instagram, she's going <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. I believe that this year, um, music-wise, was the year of Cardi, which you would not expect from a woman who just became a new mother. From a reality show, too. Uh, like From the pole to a reality show to the fucking, biggest fucking female MC to ever exist. Played Coachella pregnant. Yeah. 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 She's fucking get it. Yes. Get it, Cardi. And yes, I, Cardi. You know, I love the way she conducts herself. Yeah. She's so real. She's going to jump on Instagram and say it's over with her baby's father. And Offset might not even know yet. <laughs> he might not even know. So, uh, yes. Those were Donnie's. Um, Those are all spot on. Thank you, flops. Donnie. Um, so a couple of like little random things here that are fun to sprinkle in is that um, Jason Allen, who's also a loyal wig and we adore. Love you, Jay. Um, we were out for um, dinner this week and he had not. He was like, I forgot to do my homework. I will think about it. And we got to talking. And it's not as much of a wig, but I just wanted to share this because I thought it was kind of fun. I asked him, just topic of conversation over a beer, if you could schedule a night at Toucans in Palm Springs mm-hmm. with five queens from Drag Race, oh. who would it be? And Jay's response was Alyssa, Latrice, Trixie, Katya, and Sasha. He tried, yes. he tried to add Alaska because he's always shady and tries to get like six when I say five. So uh-huh. I'm not going to give him Alaska. But those I would are switch five. out Alaska for Trixie, honestly. Well, there. Okay. So that's. And he also wanted to make it very known to you specifically that Detox would be in that lineup were it not for the way that she was treated, that she treated you. I just became teary eyed. <laughs> I've never felt so seen in my life. Yes. Amazing. So I had Thank to share you, that. I also want to share my top five too because I, of course, dropped mine as well, which is Shangela. Yes. Alaska. Uh-huh. Kennedy. Yes. Alyssa. 
And simply because we've just seen her so many damn times, and I love her, Morgan McMichaels gets in She's that great. mix. I just She's like, great. I just love her. And she might not be doing the tricks than the things that everyone else does, but she is a substantial queen who I will always have a special place for. Absolutely. Um, my other, okay, let's, um, oh my gosh, wait, you guys really turned it out. I just want to make sure I'm getting everybody. Okay, so this is another funny one. Um, my, remember I mentioned earlier that the people that are out there in the universe right now for single women are monsters? Yes. So. Oh, yes. My friend, uh, Liz Hopwood, who I've also talked about on the podcast, mm-hmm. has a shared I, uh, photo album that sh- that's all these Tinder people that she has like matched with or have or have seen and she saves and we like she has people that can comment on it. And yes, that. that is the best idea I've ever heard. So she asked that I could she told me I like please share some of those today. And so I'm going to give you four that are going to make you reassess <laughs> your faith in humanity, oh which is God. already at a very low level. So the first is this guy, Omar who is 36, and I'm just going to show Lindsay, but he is wearing a masquerade mask in his photo. Never trust a man in a mask. Especially when he says that he's looking for a girl to join this July birthday boy for a daring and risque idea I came up with a few days ago. Oh, so you think you're Christian Grey? (laughs) You think you're motherfucking Christian Grey? Go the fuck away, Omar. Um, this guy you are going to hate. First, I'm just going to show you his picture. Is it just his jaw? I think the way she had to crop it, you can't see. But I think, I don't know, maybe his eyes are blocked out. Because Um, they're probably beady and serial killer. Yeah. But you can just tell from the cut of his jaw. Uh, For sure. Have any of you considered not being the worst? Just a thought. Just consider not being the worst. (laughs) Might be neat. I just blinked several (laughs) times. That's all I could do. Uh, before you read, I, I was about to say that's a mouth that mansplains. <laughs> oh, yes. That's For a mouth sure. that mansplains. It is. Yes. <laughs> Actually, Christy. <laughs> um, she got DM'd or matched with somebody, and his first uh, comment was, anything fun planned for the weekend? Okay. Fair enough. She did not write back um, for whatever reason, and he commented again. Want to make some homemade porn together and sell it on Pornhub? I'll split the profits with you (gasps) (laughs) 70-30. How dare you? It's not the making the porn that's wrong. Why do you get the 70? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, if she's into making porn, sure, go do it. Live your best life. But why is it not a 50-50 split? Or even... It should be 60-40-60 for the woman, because they're not coming there to see your floppy little... Definitely not. ...pterodactyl between your legs. No. No. And, I mean, there's administrative costs, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) There's overhead. (laughs) Um, And last but not least, mm, you're going to love... This is so layered. Bradley, 36. No picture, because we need the whole thing here. Honesty is the best policy, right? Oh, God. I'm 36. Married. Looking for that spark that's been missing for a bit now. I miss having great conversations, lust, desire, and feeling excited to be with someone again. Hoping I can find somewhere here who kickstarts those feelings inside me again. Obviously, I need to be discreet here, but a bit about me. Average height, lumberjack look, animal lover, avid reader. You sound like a real charming piece of shit. I, mean, I just want to feel love again. I'm married. Uh, uh, we've only been married that. for two months, but... <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> She's so boring. All she talks about is like, how was your day? Blah, gross. <laughs> I just need to be seen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyone want to fuck? 
So that's her. She's got a whole bunch more that we can hopefully dive into next year. Oh, I can't um, wait. But Anytime yeah. she opens it for us, we will dive right in. Thank you, Liz, for that. Um, and I have, I mean, I know we've been going on, but I have like, would you have, would you have any more? Um, well, Annabella sent me an article that's about, uh, <laughs> well, let me pull it up. It's from NPR, and the headline is, When the White Tears Just Keep Coming. Oh, boy. And basically, the breakdown is that oftentimes white people get really defensive when you try to talk about race. So true. Yes. Because they automatically assume that they're being accused of being <sighs> racist, which, by the way, if that's your knee-jerk reaction... You probably are. You are. <laughs> um, so it just discusses how... Bringing up white tears and saying things like, I'm sorry, can we pause your white tears just for a minute so we can have this discussion is a great way to kind of bring comedy into the the rather, you know, uh, not taboo. Taboo is not the right word, but it can be it can be a hard talk to have with your white friends because they're so <laughs> used to being right all the time. <laughs> Um, so it's a great article. We'll put it on the website. Uh, but it's so true because especially as a person of color, I am not one, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've swallowed my white tears a while ago. Cause I certainly, when, you know, topics of race first became, came into my realm of knowledge when my black friends were like, it's hard to be black. And I was like, Oh really? Why? And you know, you, you become aware of the struggle of what it is to be a person of color in this country, especially. Um, I don't remember where I was going. I think the thing that frustrates me and we've said this before, and I'm just going to have to keep saying it until these white tears stop falling is that there is a spectrum of racism. Sure. Yes. And, being a like I think people struggle so much with being called a racist but if you can look at it just from the perspective that like if there is a a huge spectrum of how racist you can be then like I I can admit that I am racist because I have been racist in the past I've had racist thoughts we now, all have racial bias that we have been programmed to have yes. by being brought and up in this and it, country and it takes some thought and it takes some unpleasant moments to go back and look at what you did but here's what I want to say except to everyone right now in some form that you are probably a little bit racist mm-hmm. as the song from Avenue Q goes but you're not a bigot that's why right. we still have the word bigot Okay. Exactly. If somebody calls you a bigot, you have a right to fight back and say, "No, I'm not." But like, if somebody calls you a racist, unless you are, (laughs) and you still might fight back. But like, fighting back to being called racist, maybe we should stop that and just accept that. Well, before I start crying, tell me what I did. Yeah. Tell me what, or or tell me what you heard too. Mm -hmm. To make you feel that way. Yes. Because, and that's not to say, like, I would apologize for someone else. I, 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 that whole, like, it's a very housewives thing to go, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Right. No, I'm sorry for what I said should be the answer if you feel that. If you don't, you can walk away. Like, that's a thing. But you have to not fight the feeling your that you ne- might be a little bit racist. Your knee-jerk reaction to somebody saying, someone who has walked mm-hmm. in a different, a different life than yours, have, who has had a different path, if your knee-jerk reaction to them saying, hey... What you just said to me as a person from a different racial background felt racist or hurt my feelings. If your knee-jerk reaction is, well, one time I gave money to the NAACP, 
<laughs> then those are white tears, yes. and maybe you need to look at yourself. You get a box of Kleenex. Exactly. Just just dab them up. Dab, dab, dab. Um, and and so this article talks about how bringing up white tears is a nice way to kind of take the tension out without hurting that white person's feelings more. <laughs> I, have God a, knows. I need to read this article, but I have a feeling most people wouldn't want to hear that either. Probably not. <laughs> You're Probably white tears. Not, but it's funny. That's racist. You're calling me white. You are white. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. Um, well, I... Is that your last way? That's my last one. Then I will close it out with um, a little bit more. So stay tuned, you guys. We're not going anywhere. But um, I'm going to let my husband close it out with his wigs. And then I have one more special thing that I'd like to do with you, if you will allow. Perfect. Um, so his final wigs of the year are the assassination of Gianni Versace. Yes. Beautifully shot, perfectly acted series that worked as a scary as hell thriller, a a serial killer horror piece, an artfully reconstructed crime history series, and yet still managed to say something powerful about gay life and repression in the 90s, all while taking a surprising memento style approach. Yes. That I didn't get for about three weeks. (laughs) That's me talking, (laughs) not my husband. He got it. To telling its large canvas of a story in reverse. Correct. The Haunting of Hill House. Only halfway through, but for a horror fanatic, each episode is a gift in quality horror filmmaking. Each, we just watched five. The Hanging Woman. Yes. Holy my God. Okay. Each episode almost works as a standalone horror piece as the story of each character in the family is spun forth. Searching. The film. I believe my only A-plus movie this year. So unexpected, inventive, and mind-blowing in how it's told. And how it told its very good story. Also was one of the few movies where it threw me for a genuine twist that I fell for hard. Yep. John Cho is great, and it's nice to see an Asian lead in a popcorn thriller. Also, not not to, you know... Um, no, I'm just going to say, John Cho is such a babe. He is, he is very handsome. We need to talk more about how John Cho is such a babe. <laughs> Coming up in the new year, you guys. A whole We're episode just, on John Cho. It's all it's going to be. It's babeness. <laughs> Um, Bloom by Troy Sivan. I think it's, is it Sivan? Is that how you say his last name? I believe so. A fantastic pop album with endless potential singles composing its track list all by a young, proud gay artist. It's yes, the type of queen. album I wish I had when I was a young gay teenager. To be able to dance around and sing out loud in the car to a male gay artist, song, stories of love, sex, and heartbreak would have helped back then. It's still amazing for me now. A Quiet Place and Hereditary. Yes. Two horror big budget movies that did what few studio releases do in the horror genre. Tell great original horror stories that were unpredictable on where they were going with fantastic performances by the cast. I loved experiencing these in the theater with an audience. Hereditary still shakes me to my core. Shook. So shook. So hard. Kids, roll up your car windows. uh, There's so many scenes in that movie that I can just have flashbulb memories of, and it gives me a full body chill. You're so So. right. And Toni Collette, mother of God, how she's not being discussed in this very lackluster year of Best Actress. uh, Agreed. Like, I I feel like everyone's struggling to find who should be nominated. Toni fucking Collette in Hereditary. (laughs) The scene at the table when she's chewing out her son, I was like... This is transcendent. Yes. Nobody wants to nominate uh, actors and actresses in horror, which is so unfortunate. It's really shitty. But like the days of Alfred Hitchcock, for whatever reason, because he was, you know, a genius or whatever, then they would nominate it. But for whatever reason, these young filmmakers that are making amazing horror movies, I feel like horror is the most exciting genre right now. I don't even know right if Hitchcock's actresses got nominated that much. Maybe for like the, like Rebecca and like some of the more serious ones, but his horror ones, like The Birds and Psycho, and Psycho definitely not for Psycho. Psycho really? was kind of like trash when it came out. Oh, I didn't 
realize that. Yeah, it's had a weird history. We should deep dive it. We should. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple more. Barry. Keep them coming. A hilarious comedy series that made me laugh out loud at least once per episode with hugely likable Bill Hader playing what should be a very unlikable guy. Yeah. Totally agree. A very layered Love performance. Well-deserving. Did of, you finish it? Yes. We'll talk about so it later. So fucking good. Um, and to that end, I will also throw in um, that um, oh, Fonzie. Oh, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Unreal. He got nominated. He won. For the, oh, did he? Yeah, he won the Emmy. Amazing. He's fantastic. Yeah. And then his last... Oh, no, he has two more. Sorry. A date night on 3rd and Fairfax is for all you Angelinos. My hubby knows his places. He does. Three places I love along the 3rd and Fairfax corridor that you should take your boo to. Bar 326 and the Farmer's Market. Have a pre-dinner drink in this lovely craft bar, craft beer and wine bar with the original Farmer's Market, within the original Farmer's it's Market. so good. With plenty of people watching surrounding you. Bakari on 3rd. A stunningly beautiful space that transports you to a romantic state of mind with a menu price point that is reasonable for the atmosphere you are getting. And Blue Collar, a cozy, dark, intimate cocktail bar, perfect for an after-dinner drink. Never too crowded or douchey. The vibe here is right, and the bartenders make your drink according to what you're craving. Besides the daily specials, there are there is no menu, but they make a mean old-fashioned. Yes, they do. And last but not least, and I feel like you will love this, is RuPaul as a gay bar event. Yes. I'll never forget driving down Santa Monica Boulevard in WeHo one night and seeing almost every single bar playing RuPaul's Drag Race on their screens while crowds cheered and laughed. I love that the show brings the gay community together. I agree. I totally agree. It really feels like football for us. It does. <laughs> for it's us so folks. great. Um, so thank you, Nick, for those very thoughtful wigs and corks. I really, we both appreciate that so much yeah, and sharing your insights. And, and I feel everyone. like your, your date spots, I've been to all of them with either you, uh, either Nick or Paul or both. All of us. I think Bakari is, I mean, Bakari may have been where we went for dinner before, um, fucking it. I thought you went for Greek. This is not interesting. This isn't. We did go for Greek. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to say a reason why <laughs> to say that we both did no, Bacari, like it. Bacari's pretty new. They've had loca- they've, the, you know when we went to Bacari, this is so boring, but we went to I'm going to cut this out. When we went to uh, the the scary house thing, um, oh, they have a different location downtown. They opened a new one on 3rd. It is beautiful. I forget what it used to be. It was a Greek restaurant. Surprise! Oh my god, it's all coming together. I think you probably went to that restaurant before it closed. I was going to say the, the ambiance was yes. Okay, so I was right, kind I of. I think niche. It has a really nice courtyard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, now it's Bakari. Perfect. Everybody wins. <laughs> you guys still there? Because I have one last thing that I want to do. Now, I know we still have another episode to record, so if you don't want to do this, you can be like, but do you have time? Like, I have a 10-minute thing. Sure, okay. yeah. So the last wig is from Mitch, who said, man, I've been racking my brain on this and, have come, and haven't come up with anything in answer to your questions. However, I would love some commentary, thoughts from you on your past episodes. Which I've been thinking about. Like, we have now over 70 episodes. I think we need more wine for yeah, this. Yeah, oh, definitely. We, here. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need more wine for this. So, um, we have done over 70 episodes, you guys, which is really fucking crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I love doing this so much, but it's like, Same. it's weird to think about. That we've done 70 episodes. 70 episodes. episodes. And we're not even that consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Shaded us, but true. It's true. But you guys, it means really, like, every time you you write, you say that you listen, like, it puts a little... Oh, it makes, makes both my, of us so happy. My heart feels it. Yes. And um, we really just... This is... So Mitch said um, that even more specifically, my favorite app 
was when you both got pretty hammered toward the end of the episode. <laughs> There's what? I know. <laughs> I was literally laughing out loud at some of your commentary. Too soon to revisit it and joke about it at this point? Mitch, it is never too soon to, never to joke about soon. our drunkenness. Oh, God. Did but I make a huge ass out of it? We both did. Perfect. But I think it's worth going back to right now. And just listening and comment and, and, and feel free to comment because you will want to. Um, and uh, we'll play it for you guys as well, obviously. And uh, just uh, buckle up for some revelations on our oh, life. Oh, God. Now, this is, from, this, this is from the episode we, we forgot the wig, so we doubled the Weiss. I think we had two bottles of wine. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's possible. I think we were, were we in Palm Springs? No, we were upstairs. In, we, we had to record upstairs for some reason. Maybe Josh was working down here or whatever. Maybe. But um, it's 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 uh, eleven minutes long here, but it, I promise you guys, there's just so many revelations. Am I are... gonna want to kill myself? No, okay, truly, good. it's funny. Like okay. I, it's really funny. I I sound more like the jerk by the end. Really? Oh yes. Oh, I didn't think that was possible. I come in real jerky at the end. <laughs> okay, here we go, guys. Revisiting. We did. I don't know. I, I got lost because I started. We were just talking about candy. You're on, we're still. You're on. Do you have your? Is it Eastville? Sure. I, that was you. That was me. Okay. We're so drunk. Well, last year, I read The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, no. By, um, Just last year, it was by somebody. No, this year. Uh, it's like uh, Handmaid's Tale. I'm trying to think of... No. Dr. Seuss. No, it's, it's a Canadian... Margaret Atwood, you fucking idiot. No, I'm gonna I'm not even looking Margaret Atwood. Margaret Margaret I no, I did it. Margaret Atwood. Is that what I sound like? I read that book and I was like, well shit, this isn't so far off because it was all about like some women can't have babies, and we're in a state of people watching us all the time. Um, <laughs> whole thing. Yeah. Read it. But, but there is The Handmaid's Tale, which oh. stars um, Peggy Olsen from Mad Men. Okay, Lindsay, you are on What's top of it. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch Mad Men. God damn it. Oh, no, is this a new movie? Yeah, it's coming out on Hulu. Oh, well, you didn't say that. You and I called it a movie? <laughs> Are we 70 years old? <laughs> no offense to 70 year olds. I am. I can't wait. I'm not going to pay for Hulu. I'm going to steal it. Okay. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Yeah, they would definitely love that. Right? So you're excited about that? Yeah. Can I, I more candy? Can I more candy? <laughs> 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 There's only so much candy left. Yes, we're laughing at ourselves, you guys. How much? What candy were we eating? Those Swedish fish that I love, the ones from the Swedish, the expensive oh, ones. They are so good. I just bought a whole so bunch more. They're so good. I read as well, called Dark Matter. This is so boring. This which part. Which took me a year to read because... Who the fuck cares? Who cares? But I'm trying to get better at it. But I'm trying to get better at reading. Like any second grader would. Josh read Dark Matter, too. God, we're geniuses. <laughs> Why didn't you guys tell us how genius we are? <laughs> you sound much less fucking wasted. Just, I'm much more boring, though. <laughs> it's a page turner, not like this podcast. Is that, um, this is going to sound so annoying, 
really just want to say it because um, I just installed an outdoor deck. I'm talking about my deck. I'm sitting across from you just like <laughs> chewing so loudly. It's this outdoor flooring. Yep, still talking about outdoor flooring, you guys. Oh, this is when you lived in Benedict Canyon. If you're looking for something like that. No, this was probably my Pump Springs. Oh, right. But just listen to this. You're a DIY person. Doing something yourself because you don't want to pay a contractor five, $500,000 to do a small thing. Because you know how contractors charge $500,000 for a deck. A tiny deck. Yeah. I'm someone who is a very novice DIYer, and I have been able to check off a lot of things on my list through this company. And they look great. <laughs> Thank God I'm there. Thank God. The floor looks fucking great. It looks so fucking good. Um, and a lot in I love that this is Mitch's great product, but when I need it to talk to favorite episode. Me too, past Paul. So wise. They were like one click away. They were. They didn't give us any money for this, no, they you guys. Didn't. And, um, Wait till you hear what you really say about Bill Direct. It's so great. I don't remember it, not because it was a while ago, but because I was clearly blackout drawn. Listen, listen. Okay, so this is my last, first of all, Bill Direct. Listen. Snaps. <laughs> yes, Queen. You're welcome. Thank you. Nobody's ever. Um, second of all. Wait. <laughs> nobody's ever said that about Bill Direct before, by the way. Oh, fuck, I missed it. You go. <laughs> We can stop there. <laughs> um, you go, actually, I'm going to go to the end, but you go, can't wait to check it out. <laughs> what a lying I know. bitch. I'm sure you're about to go to Bill Direct, just like all you listeners. Let's just cut to the last two minutes of this. You guys ready? But I'm going to really over worry for next Friday. I honestly think that everything's going to be I'm fine. talking about the inauguration in the Women's March. That, but I'm going to issue a very stern... Caution. Listen to this asshole. I'm so grateful for every single one of you person, people who is... Yes. Uh, yes. You fucking people. Who is going to be marching next week in the Women's March in D.C. Yes, we are. Super. We're thoughts. there with you. Yes. Um, be careful. Be careful. Thank you. Because if Paul didn't tell you on a podcast to be careful, you wouldn't have You would have not have known no. to be careful. No. What a douche. That sides with... Donald Trump is a vitriolic bunch. Revolutionary. Very. Revolutionary information. Quiet on that evening. That's me just like grabbing words out of thin air that do not connect. <laughs> well, I'm like holding one eye open across from Just you. eating candy. Okay, I'm with Do not get hurt. I'm going to stop right there. I just told our listeners to not get Don't hurt. Don't get hurt. I'm you like, guys. snaps. I'm like, can't wait to check not getting hurt out. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear that uncut, go back and listen to that episode because the last 15 minutes is, whoo, we are. Wow. Can't wait to check it out. Can't wait. <laughs> Buildirect.com snaps. Yes, clean. Can't wait to check it out. Build direct. Oh, my Even God. Even they're like, you guys are losers. <laughs> we don't. Can you, can you please. Can you edit this part get out? A cease and de- we get a cease and desist letter from Build Direct. <laughs> You cannot mention our company. We don't like. We're taking the tiles back. Yeah, <laughs> your deck is not. You go there. It's like they didn't even have my address. <laughs> There's no more floor on this deck. Wow. Oh, so Riggs, that 
is it. Thank you so, so much for sending what you sent and being yes. like just the best wigs. Thank the you best for wigs. a great year. You guys um, are lace fronts. You are. Your lace fronts, not even synthetic. You no. don't mess with fucking God, no. synthetic. No, Hell no, no, no. That is all natural hair. Yes. Um, my neck still hurts though, guys. I'm going to get it worked out for you, girl. Me too. Uh, excuse oh, me. God. Um, so this is our last episode of the year. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of our 2018 because the rest of it was a dumpster fire. And 100% truth. And you made it so much better. And you really did today. Thank you for all the recommendations. Now all y'all have stuff to do when your parents are driving you crazy. Yep. Just put in your earbuds, zone out, maybe watch a Netflix show while listening. Like Lindsay like does. I do. Yeah. Um, can't get enough stimuli. Okay, we love you. Um, we're going to so, record so another episode now, but it's one that we released before this. So confusing. Time machine ship. Woo. Um, remember to check us out on Instagram, comment, rate, and review. Do all that stuff we love you for, and we'll see you in 2019. Yes, bitches. Bye, Wigs. i